Hi everyone, this is Carmen Miksha and Sophia Miksha, your hosts of Seeds of Sunshine, a mother-daughter multi-generational podcast filled with laughter, wisdom and advice. Sophia is a sophomore in high school in the IB program, a runner, a piano player and a sister. I have a BA and MA degree in English and have published two poetry books and a tennis book, which you can find on Amazon or on my website, CarmenMixaBooks.com. I am also a marathon runner and the broker CEO of Dynamic Real Estate, my own company. So if you're looking to buy or sell a home with me in the Sacramento or Bay Area regions, please visit my website, DynamicSacramentoHomes.com. Thanks so much for joining us. We promise to sprinkle seeds of sunshine once a week to elevate your lives and dreams through better communication between generations. Brad Buchanan is a retired English professor from Sacramento State University. His writings have appeared in more than 200 journals, and he has published three book-length collections of poetry. His medical memoir, Living with Graft versus Host Disease, How I Stopped Fighting Cancer and Started Healing, was published in 2021, and his fourth book of poetry, Chimera is forthcoming from Finishing Line Press. He has also published two academic books and a third one, a monograph on Hamlet, is forthcoming from McGill Queens University Press. He was diagnosed with a rare form of T-cell lymphoma in February 2015, and after chemotherapy and radiation, he underwent a stem cell transplant in early 2016. He is currently in remission. And before we start talking to Brad, as always, on Seeds of Sunshine, I have a quote for you guys and a joke. The quote is, with the new day comes new strength and new thoughts. Eleanor Roosevelt. And the joke, and maybe Brad will have an answer to this, what do mice bring to a picnic? Any guesses, Brad? What do mice bring to a picnic? Uh, Their appetites? (laughs) <laughs> Good guess, but they actually bring ratatouille. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. All right. And welcome to Seeds of Sunshine, uh, Professor Buchanan. Um, Sophia couldn't be here today, but she actually gave me uh, her question. And I'm going to start with that question for you. Um, she told me, Mom, please tell Professor Buchanan that we're both happy that he's currently in remission and that he actually turned his cancer into a teaching lesson for others. And my Sophia is a teenager and she wanted to know some of those lessons that come out from your memoir, Living with Graft versus Host Disease, How I Stopped Fighting Cancer and Started Healing. And maybe how can teenagers apply those lessons, especially if we're, if they're dealing with parents or grandparents, you know, maybe going through a similar situation like yours? Well, I think the lesson that I've learned is that um, writing is something that can help you both prepare for medical challenges, deal with them when they are unfolding, and then help you cope with the trauma that you may have experienced or have experienced vicariously uh, through someone else who is going through something uh, difficult. Writing is not just a hobby for me any longer. It's a practice that I use as a self-healing activity. 
And I think this is something that uh, teenagers who are learning uh, new things about their bodies, about the world, about their desires, um, their future, they also can use writing as a powerful tool of uh, self-discovery, self-exploration, self-understanding. Um, so I, I think these messages are pretty universal about the power of uh, using words to, uh, and you don't have to ever publish the words, but uh, using words to express your feelings is to me kind of a survival tool for just about everybody. I absolutely agree with you, Brad. And um, even one of the Amazon uh, five-star reviews for your memoir, um, it said, um, this is a book about navigating an unfathomably difficult condition with dignity and courage. The author paints an unflinching picture of his experiences as a two-time cancer patient and stem cell transplant recipient. He discusses the daily toll of cancer on his psyche, his relationship, his family, as well as his everyday pains and discomforts, including at one point even losing his sight. This is an absolutely necessary book for any patient or caregiver navigating long-term cancer treatment and care, and, a, and an essential one for those managing blood cancer, stem cell transplant. Really, really well done. Um, I think what you're saying is very important. Whether people publish their words or not, um, the fact that we can express our feelings and cope uh, to self-heal, like you, you said, Brad, I think that's very, very important. And are you familiar with um, another memoir? Um, it's called Between Two Kingdoms uh, by Suleika uh, Jacquard. She writes how she un underwent bone marrow transplant because she was diagnosed with leukemia in her 20s. No, I have not read it. I've heard of it, um, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've only heard of it very recently and I have not had time to, uh, to read it myself. Yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, we actually discussed it for my book club. Um, I created a great book club during the pandemic in which we, you know, strive to discuss all kinds of books um, and especially the deeper ones. But um, I, I think, you know, having this kind of memoirs like your memoir will give the readers uh, a higher appreciation for life itself. And speaking of life, Brad, um, I know that besides using writing as a powerful healing mechanism, you also created special music and soundtrack to match your illness and recovery. Um, what are some of those songs and how did music help with your healing and mental well-being? Wow, great question. Yeah, I did create a Spotify playlist um, for my book, uh, Living with Graft versus Host Disease. And some of the songs are songs that I just listen to a lot during my um, cancer treatments. Uh, for instance, Tom Petty's uh, Square One, which is a very simple, poignant song about starting over in a relationship um, after mm -hmm. a lot of water has gone under the bridge. Um, another song, uh, U2's song, Miracle Drug, uh, mm -hmm. is uh, an expression of appreciation for the wonders of science and medicine. 
and how um, sometimes we lose faith in romantic love and then we have to put our faith in rationality, science, um, and, uh, you know, the, the objective, um, it, you could call them miracles, but the, uh, the achievements, let's say, of, of medical uh, advancement, among them, of course, the, the stem cell transplant. I don't know who uh, came up with it, but it certainly seems like a miracle to me that such things are possible and that um, you can not only uh, survive them, but uh, they keep your cancer from coming back. So that was a song that expressed kind of my um, admiration for the for the medical technology that I was benefiting from. Uh, there were, yeah, almost every song on the playlist has, uh, has a story behind it. Um, there's, uh, yeah, I listened to a lot of uh, music by a French uh, singer named Albin de la Simone, um, mm -hmm. having to do with the one song is uh, about the death of his brother. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but uh, since my brother was my donor um, and uh, I, yeah, the, the stem cell transplant brought my brother into sharp focus as someone who's going to save my life and uh, imagining, you know, his feelings if I were to die, even after getting his stem cell, his stem cells, um, it was a pretty emotional topic. Uh, so those are just a few of the songs that uh, I put on the playlist. It's a long playlist, <laughs> more than, I mean, I guess there are longer ones out there, but um, almost four hours, I think, of music. Oh. Um, and some of That's them are amazing yeah some of them are just like feel-good tunes um that i used to raise my spirits when i was in getting treatment uh like mm -hmm. uh, get down on it from cool and the gang just something you know while i was walking up and down the halls of the uh cancer ward uh with my medications um on a on an IV tower with wheels, I would sort of uh, be bopping along to cool in the gang. It felt mm -hmm. good. Yes, yes. And do you still listen to that music from time to time when you need to pick me up? Yeah, of course. And I've shared it with some people uh, as well. Um, but I must say that, you know, since it's part of that playlist now, um, once I dip my toe into that playlist, I almost feel like, oh, I have to listen to the whole thing all over again. You know, it's ah. the playlist is itself a kind of journey um, that is the a microcosm, you could say. Of the, uh, you know, it's been about a seven year odyssey from the time when I suspected I had cancer to my diagnosis, to my um, cancer treatments, first chemotherapy, and then radiation, and then the stem cell transplant, and then the illness, uh, graft versus host disease, that um, was uh, the product of the successful stem cell transplant, and graft versus host disease almost uh, almost killed me um, straight out, and I've had to recover slowly from from that. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a long it's a long playlist, uh, but it also covers a lot of a lot of time and a lot of ups and downs. It was a real roller coaster ride. It's still a bit of a roller coaster ride. Yes, I I completely agree, Brad. And uh, 
I am glad you're feeling better today. And then for our listeners who maybe don't know as much about the graft versus host disease, can you quickly explain why you, you know, it was so, you it almost killed you basically. Yeah, well, in on, on paper, I had a very promising match uh, genetically with my brother. They test for 10 genetic factors uh, and they determined that he was uh, a 10 out of 10 match for me genetically. So he was uh, perfect uh, on paper to be my donor, but they can't test for all the factors. And there must have been some things in his uh, in his uh, immune system and his genetic material that uh, didn't agree with mine. So graft versus host disease. Uh, the graft is the new immune system I got from my brother that um, acts sort of uh, against the cancer to keep that from coming back, but it can also lash out at the rest of the body. And that's the host. Um, my body is the host of the graft and graft versus host disease is when the new immune system attacks different parts of the body. So for instance, yeah, I got a very painful um, eye a condition. Uh, people thought at first it was conjunctivitis or something, but it was ocular graft versus host disease. Very unusual uh, that hit me, you know, just a few weeks after I got my brother's stem cells. And as a result, I was visually impaired for almost uh, two years. It also attacked my gastrointestinal tract, so I couldn't eat for a very long time. And that's what almost killed me. It also gave me massive skin rashes, uh, peeling, skin burning uh, sensations in my skin. Um, and it took a lot of prednisone <laughs> to tamp that down. Um, and I still have chronic graft versus host disease. Uh, it doesn't go away um, very quickly, uh, especially once you've had an acute case of it. I see. Wow. It seems like you've been through a lot and I can see even more how writing got you out of this you know, deep hole that you had to climb out. And which is why I want us to talk about your fourth book of poetry coming out, um, uh, Chimera, which is forthcoming from Finishing Line Press. And by the way, I love the title and um, I, I was going down and checking out Greek mythology and in Greek mythology, a Chimera is a fire-breathing female monster with a lion's head, a goat's body and a serpent's tail. Mm -hmm. And of course, the other meaning is, you know, the thing that is hoped for or wished for, but in fact is illusory or impossible to achieve. So how did this play in your title? Like, why why this title for your poetry book? Well, a, another meaning, and this is uh, something I point up in the, uh, the sort of notes to the book. Um, genetically, I am known as a chimera. That's the medical term for someone who has had their DNA altered by a stem cell transplant. Um, so wow. in a way, I, I did, it wasn't an imaginative uh, leap on my part. But of course, I love the mythological connotations. The cover of my book has a, a very beautiful but kind of monstrous uh, image of a sculpture of a chimera. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, the idea that, um, I, you know, it was a word I'd encountered also in poetry before in T.S. Eliot, he talks about the loud lament of the disconsolate chimera. 
Um, That's right. Yeah. And so it's a word that just, just felt perfect. Um, there were other books with Chimera as their title, mostly comic books, honestly. Um, but I felt like, well, look, I'm a genetic Chimera. I have a right to, to, to this word um, because in my Twitter handle is Brad the Chimera. It's my Instagram handle also on TikTok. I'm Brad the Chimera. Uh, it gives me an identity, I guess, that um, that I didn't previously have. Um, so I, I'm very proud to be a chimera, and I, I accept the <laughs> negative. I accept the negative, monstrous connotations of the word um, very fully, and that's it, part of what kind of motivated a lot of the poems in the book, which explore monstrosity which explores strange mythological creatures, uh, grotesques, um, the, the Roman uh, sculptures that they found at the bottom of uh, these grottos in Rome uh, when the city was excavated later on uh, were, yeah, monstrous shapes of, of animals and human bodies combined with each other. Um, so it's a really powerful, important word for me uh, I'm, I'm, I'm one, I'm 50% someone else's DNA, but I'm 100% Chimera. That's how I feel. Oh my gosh, Brad. I have never encountered this. This is really fascinating. And, uh, I cannot wait. I ordered the book, so I'm waiting for it. I can't wait to read all your poems, but since we're getting to the end of the show, I think you, you probably one of your seeds of sunshine can be one of your poems if you would be so kind to read it to our readers. Sure. Um, it's a poem I wrote uh, in a workshop, actually, where we had to respond to a prompt that says, write about a transformational moment in your life, but from the third person point of view and in the present tense. So don't write, I did this, say, he does this. And the poem is called Blood Palimpsest. Yeah, Palimpsest is a text that's been written, erased, and then written over again with something different. Uh, so Blood Palimpsest. When his brother's stem cells go in, he is the only drowsy one in the crowded isolation room. Worn out by all the anticipation, the fluids, and the Benadryl. He has a most peculiar dream. His skin comes loose and curls into scrolls of brown papyrus. He writes his name, then watches it vanish. The next time he inscribes a pseudonym. When that too is gone, he begins forging other signatures. William Shakespeare, Emily Dickinson. When he wakes up, he is covered in red ink. A text he cannot believe is his own. And wow. to, me, to me, that's a very positive poem in a way, uh, because, uh, yes. you know, I, I couldn't write about my transplant until I was in this workshop. And it, it unlocked a lot of these memories. Um, anyway, so I hope I hope that's sunshiny enough for your purposes. <laughs> it really is, Brad, um, and it just gives um, it's, it, it it gives sunshine and it gives a perspective of gratitude, you know. Um, yeah, that, that yeah. comes out. Yeah, and it it's also you know a recognition of the way I survived all this is through 
writing, even when the text was my own body, you know, um, imagining yes. the rash breaking out on my skin as, as new text written in red ink um, that uh, is mine. You know, that in a way your body is a text that can be erased and written over again with a new, uh, with a new immune system in exactly the way that uh, these doctors uh, performed this miracle on me. It is a miracle, Brad, and um, I am just so glad we, we got to talk today and share your experiences. And before we let you go, how can our listeners order, pre-order your uh, poetry book that's coming up and how can they connect with you on social media? Well, I'm on Facebook, Brad Buchanan. Um, I also have created a Facebook page for Chimera, so people can follow that. And the way to pre-order the book is to go to the Finishing Line Press website and just look for books. Uh, you know, on, there's a tab for books. It's all uh, if you go to the Facebook page. There's also, of course, a link to the uh, pre-ordering page. So, um, and yeah, I'm Brad the Chimera on um, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok now too. <laughs> you have to add that TikTok, Brad. <laughs> yep. yep, just got on there last yes. week. Oh, you got it last week. Wonderful. Yep. I even have Seeds of Sunshine there. And, you know, it's it's powerful. And the more people we can reach and touch, the better, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. And I will have all this information in our show notes. And I want once again to tell you how honored I was to talk to you. And thank you so much for being on Seeds of Sunshine. Wishing you a lovely day and a continued good health. Thank you, Carmen. It's been my pleasure. Seeds of Sunshine is a proud supporter of Sacramento Youth Center and 50% of your donations are going directly to our local branch. To contribute and support our podcast, please use the coffee app, which you can find in our show notes. It is greatly appreciated. Wishing you a great week full of sunshine. Thanks so much for listening, sharing, and reviewing our podcast wherever you listen to. And if you have some great wisdom and advice and wish to be a guest on Seeds of Sunshine, please message me on social media at Carmen Mixa, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And last but not least, remember that we will have a monthly drawing for cool prizes to reward our top listeners and supporters who share and review Seeds of Sunshine. Goodbye for now.